device that I'd set up as a diversion. The device was basically a black powder charge, designed to give off a big enough bang to grab London's attention, but not to kill anyone. There would be some damage. There'd be the odd cut or bruise, but there shouldn't be any fatalities. The shaving cream top was there because I didn't want to detonate it by accident. The pressel on the right was exposed. This was the one that would initiate the shoot. Next to the box I had a set of binos mounted on a mini tripod and trained on the killing ground. I was going to need them to watch the yes-man as he moved about the crowd and ID'd the target. The lunchbox contained a big, green, square lithium battery and a mess of wires and circuit boards. I'd never tried to make things look neat. I just wanted them to work. Two purple, plastic-coated wire antennas stuck out of the rear of the box, trailed along the desk, over the windowsill I'd pushed it up against, then dangled down the outside wall. I had the window closed down on them to cut out as much noise as possible. The loudest sound in the room was my breathing, which started to quicken as the witching hour got closer. It was only outdone by the occasional scream of delight from a tourist at ground level or a particularly loud PA system from the river. All I could do was wait. I crossed my arms on the desk, rested my head on them, and stared at the bulbs that were now level with my eyes, willing them to start flashing. I was shaken out of my trance as Big Ben struck two. I knew the snipers wouldn't move into their fire positions until the last moment, so that they didn't expose themselves longer than necessary, but I really wanted those lights to start flashing at me. For about the millionth time in the past twenty minutes, I pushed down on the uncovered pressel, resting the side of my head on my forearm to look inside the box, like a kid wondering what his mum had made him for lunch. A small bulb, nestled amongst the mass of wires, lit up with the current generated by my scent pressel. I wish now that I'd burnt another hole in the lid for the bulb inside to join the others, but at the time I couldn't be asked. I released it and pressed again. The same thing happened. The device was working. But what about the other three that I'd built for the snipers? I'd just have to wait and see. The other thing I did for the millionth time was wonder why I couldn't just say no to this stuff. Apart from the fact that I was soft in the head, the answer was the same as always. It was the only thing I knew. I knew it. The firm knew it. They also knew that, as always, I was desperate for cash again. If I was truthful with myself, which I found pretty hard, there was another, much deeper reason. I got my eyes level with the bulbs once more and took a deep breath. I'd learnt a few things since attending the clinic with Kelly. Even at school there was desperation in me to be part of something, whether it was joining a woodwork group or a gang that used to rob the Jewish kids of the dinner money they'd wrapped in hankies so we couldn't hear it rattle in their pockets as they walked past. But it never worked. That feeling of belonging only happened once I joined the army. And now? I just couldn't seem to shake it off. At last, the middle bulb, Sniper 2's, gave five deliberate one-second pulses. I put my thumb on the send pressel and, after a nanosecond to check I wasn't about to blow up London in my excitement, I'd oppressed it three times in exactly the same rhythm, to say that I had received the signal, checking each time that the white circuit test bulb inside the box lit up.
I got three flashes back immediately from the middle bulb. Good news. Sniper 2 was in position, ready to fire, and we had comms. All I needed now was one and three, and I'd be cooking with gas. I'd put everything these snipers needed to know, where to be, how to get there, what to do once in position, and, more importantly for them, how to get away afterwards, with the weapons and equipment in their individual DLBs, dead letter boxes. All they had to do was read the orders, check the kit, and get on with the shoot. The three had different fire positions, each unknown to the others. None of them had met or even seen each other, and they hadn't met me. That's how these things are done. OPSEC, operational security. You only know what you need to. I had an extremely busy ten nights of CTRs, close target recce's,